You are listening to The Woedown. This is The Woedown from the Women's Organisation. I'm Kate Riley-James and we're back as part of our Careers podcast series for National Careers Week. Uh, today I am chuffed a bit to be joined by the one and only Jess Phillips. Jess, thank you for joining us. Having me. <laughs> It's been a, a busy few weeks for you. Jess is embarking on her first steps into uh, life as a journalist. So Jess, how's things been since you, you finished on your NCTJ in January? In a word, crazy. Um, so I finished my NCTJ and then by the end of that, I already had my first commission, which was for Vice. Um, so I was freelancing for a little bit, um, which has just been insane. Like pitching to editors was just you know, you're kind of thrown in at the deep end, but it's mm. definitely been a learning curve. Um, so that's been really good. And then I've just started my first job um, as a local democracy reporter at the St. Helens Star, um, which has Incredible. been really good. I've been to, you know, council cabinet meetings, stuff like that, and just get, you know, getting to know the team. And it's just, it's been really fast paced so far <laughs> because obviously I've just finished my NCTJ. That was a fast track course. And then to get my first job so quickly as well, it's, it's been a whirlwind. Don't mind me asking, Jess, are you happy to share how old you are with our audience? Yeah, I'm 24. I was 23 when I started the course and I'm 24 mm-hmm. now. Right, 24. So I was 13 when I did my NCTJ. I did the same course as Jess uh, with the same training provider as well. Only I did mine over a year um, rather than the 18 weeks, basically because I had an inkling of just how fast paced it was all going to move straight afterwards. And I definitely wasn't ready. So you can say that you can have all the experience in the world, you know, of actually working in the industry. But when it actually comes to the crunch, you know, when you move from the classroom into the workplace, I think it's a shocker, you know, regardless of what age you are, really. <laughs> I'm pretty sure you'd agree with that, Jess. <laughs> definitely, yes. <laughs> I mean, you no. learn many good skills that are transferable but then as soon as you're in the newsroom it's like you've got to get the copy out so fast and you've yeah. got to you know make sure everything's accurate really quickly but yeah so a question that I've asked everybody as part of our coverage this week which I always think I mean and it has yielded some really interesting um, really interesting uh, responses um is what you wanted to be when you were at school what did you want to be when you grew up um and has that worked out to, to where you are now I mean okay when I was in primary school I remember wanting to be a teacher so we had this little section in the classroom and you could it was like a little school and you could pretend you were a teacher um, and that was the, the area I always gravitated towards and then as I got older I wanted to write books I wanted to be a fiction writer mm-hmm. um, and then I remember I was in secondary school um, and the, my teacher went round the class saying what he thought everyone would be um, and mine was a teacher mm. and that, from that moment on I was like I do not want to be a teacher I want to, <laughs> I want to use my skills it's not just sharing with other people I don't want to deal with kids um, so from that moment on I was like adamant that I'm not going to be a teacher I'm going to be some sort of writer then it went to me being in publishing and then eventually I was like actually I want to be a journalist <laughs> um, because I saw like I think it was a Louis Theroux documentary you're talking to all these interesting people and I was like that is what I want to do I do mm. not want to be a teacher I don't really want to be a content writer I'm going to be a journalist amazing so would you say then in terms of of what's kind of influenced your path would you say that that's more to do with like the likes of like popular culture and that type of thing as opposed to that kind of like I mean did you have much in the way of like dedicated careers advice when you were at school um, I mean, not really. We had quite a bit when I was in um, university. I mm. did. I went to Lancaster University, 
Um, and in, we had careers lessons in the creative writing section. Um, and we got told that you can't be a writer unless you live on beans and don't take any other job apart from writing. Um, you, one guy, one lecturer actually said, can, can you be a taxi driver and be a writer if you write in, in your spare time? And he's like, no, you cannot have any other job. You can't have any other income. You've got to struggle. And, you know, that was the sort of career advice I was getting, uh, which was great. But, you know, so nice. no, um, I don't think we got, we didn't really get any directed career support. It was more like, you know, what do I want to be? And then I didn't find out about the NCTJ course until I had my first job. Mm. And then I realized it was industry industry standard and mm-hmm. I kind of needed that. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. So how are you how are you doing living on beans for the last three to four weeks then? <laughs> Is it working out for you? <laughs> oh, it's amazing. Amazing. <laughs> oh, Isn't it funny like, sometimes that it only takes like sometimes it only takes like a throwaway comment or like a well-meaning comment and it's something that just sticks with you, you know, like for years and years afterwards. It, w- would you say that was probably it for you? Yeah. I would actually it kind of I don't know it threw me and I just thought you know I've got to pick something where I can use my skills which is you know I'm I feel like I'm all right at writing and I like writing fiction in my spare time but I feel like I needed to make some sort of income from it Mm. and I wanted to use it day to day and you know journalism for me was the kind of way I wanted to do that and it it gets me out Mm. talking to people experiencing new things and I think that's that's been really important now when you said that you were coming through you know through the likes of like high school and stuff there and you did go on to university did you feel or rather at what age do you think do you did you feel that you had like a clear-cut path like you knew that was what you wanted to do so did you choose your degree knowing that you wanted to be a journalist or was that the was that the turning point for you um I think it was after my degree uh, because Mm. I was looking at jobs in publishing and I was really struggling to find anything um because I wanted to, I wanted to kind of move to London straight out of my degree. Obviously, that didn't end up happening. Mm. Um, but then I think it was a good thing because I found a job at a local magazine, um, and that kind of got me into journalism. I'd never really done it before. Mm. Um, I did some student journalism for the National Student while I was at uni, um, but at the time it wasn't like what I, it wasn't like a passion. It wasn't really what I wanted to do at the time. And then once I left uni, I was like, actually, I quite enjoyed that, and yeah. I think I could make a career out of it. Um, and then I started looking for just journalism jobs mm. um, and then I had my first job and that because it was a magazine it wasn't like breaking news but that made me want to move into like a local newspaper and um, you know kind of do breaking stories and stuff like that yeah yeah so looking back then I mean it, it's difficult to say looking back I suppose when you're just kind of embarking on, on your career path on the one that you actually want but maybe a different way of looking at it is if you could do something if it wasn't journalism what would it be for you what was that what's the other kind of like creative outlet or you know what's the you know you'd ask a seven-year-old now if it's like I want to be an astronaut you know now you'd be like you can be that astronaut you know we're so kind of you know we're so empowered now it's so different like you know to when I was at school I mean I'd still come out with you know with random I expected I was going to be the next Stella McCartney coincidentally and then realized just how difficult it is in the fashion business um and whilst I whilst I'd like to think I'm resilient I don't think I'm quite that resilient um so yeah if you could do something completely different we're talking like wildest dreams now what would it be um I would like to be a singer oh amazing I was dying for somebody to say Beyonce I want to be the next Taylor Swift. Uh, but yeah, no, I was in like a singing society at uni and I just love singing. I've done some like solo performances, but then I'm dead shy. Yeah. So 
<laughs> it would be the best on stage, but like, I would love to be a singer. Aww. I'd love to learn to play guitar and then a little guitar. I think that would be dead cute. Was that like a massive confidence boost for you doing something like that? It was, I think, because we did quite a lot of like groups, group songs. Um, mm. But then we had a Thanksgiving dinner every year at one of the little colleges in my uni. I think I did two solo performances um, at that. So it was like, you know, quite a big crowd. And there's quite a lot of um, American students there as well. Um, so, you know, to get up in front of that many people and sing when, you know, I'm not that confident, but I think that that did give me a boost. And then to have people clap at the end, it was brilliant. <laughs> I, I, I'm so shocked like I, I've known Jess for, for six months now and we saw each other at least like three times a week or whatever for the last six months I'm really shocked I would never have said that that was something that that you know that that you do and that you enjoy because I know that you're so conscientious you know about your work you know and that you, you want to achieve but how important do you think it is to to do things uh, you know that basically frighten the life out of you how, how important is it to challenge yourself I mean essential like there's that mm. phrase, you know, do something that scares you every day. And I didn't really, you know, I always wanted to be my comfort zone. But then, you know, when you go into a career path that, you know, like journalism, you've got to be confident. And mm. I was really scared of picking up the phone. But now it's just like, you know, I've got to do it. So I do it. And then I get chatting to people and it's like, yeah. you know, this is, this is fine. <laughs> and then last year, I, no, not last year, because it was a pandemic. In 2019, <laughs> um, I wanted to do stuff, you know, that I'd never do. So I joined this, like, a friend group on Facebook and mm. I ended up going, um, meeting these girls and we did the aqua park in, in Albert Dock. Helmets on, salt water, jumping on these inflatable things. And it was like, you know, I wanted to, to kind of push myself. Um, mm. And I think journalism has been a really good way of doing that as well. But yeah, I think you have got to push your boundaries um, and get out of your comfort zone and to succeed in anything, really. You've got to believe in yourself and believe that you can actually achieve things and, and get rid of imposter syndrome, I think. Um, what would you say is the most empowering thing about having that confidence to pick up the phone? Why do you think it's so important then that you, you push yourself in terms of communication skills in particular? Um, well, I think specifically as a journalist, it's being able to get the information first and quickly. You know, you could be waiting hours for someone to respond to an email or a text or, you know, a Twitter message. You know, if you're picking up the phone, they know that you want to speak to them. They know that you're probably eager to speak to them and maybe more eager than other people have been. Mm -hmm. So it's about getting in there first and like breaking the story. Um, and in general, you know, just being able to use the phone to like phone, you know, the tax office or the car insurance has been really helpful. Like rather than, you know, going through 10 million steps on a website. Yeah. Um, and, you know, it opens up a lot of like general life skills, which has been really important, which, you know, as a shy teenager that I just wasn't confident enough to have to do. Um, but yeah, I think I'm at that stage now where it's just like, it's opened up so many different avenues and it's something as simple as just picking up the phone. Yeah, it, it's something that we, we've touched on um, in uh, in training delivery before. Even when, we, when we've set up mock calls, sometimes it's just calling somebody, you know, that you may well have just been in the same room as, you know, just to go through like a bit of a script and to build your confidence and that type of thing. But it's funny how things have changed, isn't it? You know, it's almost as if we could probably go days and weeks and months without actually physically speaking to anybody because we can we can rely on digital comms so much now from your your worst possible advice of living on beans if you want to be a successful writer 
which I mean, I've had moments like that, but it's never lasted any longer than a couple of days. And it's usually because I've just been lazy um, to your best, your best possible advice. Um, if there's anything that stood out whilst you've been at university or whilst you've been doing your NCTJ, um, anything there that's, that's really inspired you that you think that you'll take with you through your journey? Um, OK, well, someone said that you should come up with three pitch ideas a week. Um, no, a day, sorry. Three pitch ideas yeah. a day. Um, and I think that's been really useful because even if, you know, if you don't think the ideas are that good, um, you can workshop them and you, you sort of encourage to stay on top of trends in the news as well. Mm-hmm. Um, that you can sort of shape into an idea, whether it's an opinion piece or a feature or whatever. Um, so I think that's been really good advice, but also like just resi- being resilient. You know, you're going to get so many knockbacks in whatever career you go into, um, mm-hmm. especially like freelance journalism. You're going to get so many rejections from editors and and, and stuff like that. Um, so I think being resilient is, and I'm not taking it personally, really good advice that I got, um, you know, not to take it to heart and everyone gets rejections and, you know, people only share the best, their best selves on social media. Mm. So obviously if loads of people are getting commissions and getting brilliant, you know, promotions and stuff, it's going to look really good for them, but they're not showing the bad parts as well. So I think yeah. you've got to remember that. Yeah, I'd say I'd say that was fair. Definitely. That idea of resilience is definitely something that I've only learned, you know, that little bit later on. I used to take so much to heart um, and and even, you know, just applying for jobs, even, you know, it's no different to when you're pitching to work for work rather as a journalist in the same way that you pitch your ideas to an editor to be able to write up a story is almost a way in that you pitch yourself, you know, for job applications, you know, in that, you know, this is why I'm the right person for the job. And sometimes, not hearing anything back at all is, you know, is, is almost worse than getting a rejection letter, really. You know, it, it, it's kind of like, well, you know, it's easy to then kind of turn that inwards, isn't it? You know, and just say, oh, God, you know, did I do something wrong? Or, you know, should I have said this or should I have done that? But I think, I don't know about you, I think that comes down to practice. I think the more that you put yourself out there, you know, the more that you can learn from it. Do you agree? I do, yeah. I think with everything, it's practice and time. Obviously, you're going to hone your skills the more you do it. Um, and that's you know whether pitching writing whatever career you're in like hone your skills practice and give it time so at 24 then embarking on this incredible career if you remember the name Jess Phillips because she's she's this is it she's from <laughs> Liverpool City region so we'll be championing her um if <laughs> from starting out in that career what advice would you give to others whatever age it is whether they're upskilling whether they're you know they're they're literally just starting out whether they're having a a change of career like I did in my 30s what would be your advice for taking your next steps to your your new career I think I'd say try and have a clear picture of the kind of work you want to do and try and carve out a niche for yourself um, because Mm. I think you'll easily stand out from the crowd if you've got your own little corner of whatever you want to do Um, and kind of improve your skills in that area Obviously, it's good to be an all-rounder, but I think once you've got your own little niche that you're comfortable with that maybe other people don't have, I think that's going to make you stand out in the market, um, whatever you want to do. And if you want to be a journalist, I would recommend the NCTJ course because <laughs> like, the skills you get from that, um, I think I really needed for my career personally. Mm. But yeah, I think getting your little niche is really important and being confident and just fake it till you make it. I know that sounds stupid, 
but like <laughs> when I go to a job interview I just think fake it till I make it I'm confident I'm cool and then someone called me bubbly in a job interview which I've never heard before and I was really happy with that and um, I've one last question for you which I suspect the answer to which is Taylor Swift <laughs> if you could swap your career your brand new career with anybody else in the world who would it be and why I mean now I do want to say Taylor Swift <laughs> with Louis Theroux because he's been everywhere he gets to travel he gets to meet the strangest people on earth mm. and I want to ask them questions that you know maybe other people wouldn't think to ask and I want to know why they do what they do um and I want to go and see if there's aliens so Louis Theroux <laughs> Amazing. Well, we've literally just put, NASA's just put Perseverance on Mars. I think it's about time we had a female Louis Theroux and we may well be listening to her voice right now. Jess Phillips, <laughs> <laughs> journalist uh, from Liverpool City region whose career we will be watching very closely and championing at every step. Thank you so much for your time, Jess. It's been a pleasure talking to you. And we'll be back from the woad down with more from the Women's Organisation.